Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Actually, I thought that it would be very timely to actually share from one of my favourite passages, Psalm 23, given I've just come back from um, New Zealand. So if you'd like to turn your Bibles to get into the Word today, how many people know that it's not just text, it's the Scripture, the eternal Scripture of God that does not fail, the Word of God, Psalm 23, the most known famous psalm in the Bible. And what a beautiful picture it is. I'll read it. You know, when I was eight years old, I memorised Psalm 23. I was in the Royal Rangers. So were you, Louise. They had it in New Zealand, didn't they? It was like a kids' ministry thing. I might have got a badge or something, but it stayed with me. I've wired it into my system into my thinking and it's been such a powerful um, passage in my life. You know, a passage actually opens up a passage into an encounter with Him. So let's do it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Let's say it together looking up here, verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Beautiful. Well, this morning I want to speak with you guys about the theme of how God restores our soul. What is the condition of your soul this morning? Are you feeling healthy in your mind? Are you feeling strong in your emotions, or maybe you, you need a good top-up. Maybe, maybe you need some energising, some refilling. Maybe you're, you need to taste of God's goodness today. And, and that's what I want to do. I want to see um, Him move amongst us today as we, we really feast on God's goodness, because I believe that it's the goodness of God that restores our souls. And I want to um, share with you about that big idea this morning, the goodness of God. When we trust His goodness, restores our souls. And so I'm going to get into that this morning. Let's pray together. We thank You so much, Lord, for who You are, the great shepherd. Wow. We just want to get up close and personal this morning with You, Jesus. Your Spirit is here guiding us guarding us. You're all about us today. And you're um, not just here with us in that, you know, around us, but you're within us. 
You know us so well. You're intimate, Lord Jesus. And you really care about our souls. You're the shepherd of our souls, like First Peter says. So we invite you, Lord, today to shepherd our souls, to restore our souls, to lead us on in our relational journey with you. And we thank you, Jesus, for um, the beautiful land of New Zealand. Um, <laughs> and that it didn't just become a, another state of Australia. It found its own and that's okay. We bless all the New Zealanders here today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Do we have any other New Zealanders? Brian, wow. Love you, man. Fellow Anzac. Anyone else who's a New Zealander? Oh, great. Amanda, wonderful. Half, that's okay. That's legit. I actually now consider myself a Kiwi since I married one. This is that covenantal thing. I, I think I've been accepted by the natives over there. Is that, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the tribe. So it's good. They're very different culture. Excellent. Well, I, I almost got excluded by uh, the family, I think. Uh, we went over there for Louisa's dad's big 50th and uh, we got together um, at a, on a farm on the top of the South Island close to Picton called the Queen Charlotte Sounds area. Beautiful place. And, um, and uh, uh, we were staying on, the, on this wonderful, luscious property. But every, every time I looked out of the window, there's a massive mountain and I just had this strong urge within me that I had to climb it. Okay, think, think double Mount Lofty. I just, it was calling me every day. And I, I, I know I was meant to be resting, but I, I felt compelled. And uh, my brother-in-law, we get on so well. His name's Daniel. It's Louise's twin brother. We just, one afternoon we got talking and it was getting later in the afternoon. And then we just were like, why don't we, do you want to climb? that mountain. And uh, he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so he went and got on his new Nike shoes. And I'm like, I didn't take a water bottle or anything. I go, let's go. You know? And so anyway, this was uh, my father-in-law's Facebook post from <laughs> what happened. He took a photo. This is what my son Daniel and son-in-law Ryan Davis looked like at 11 p.m., in the evening after getting lost in the bush for a good part of seven hours in pitch black for most of that after ascending a ridge and finding they were running out of daylight. Good thing Daniel had his cell phone so our son Ryan Hill could, communi uh, could communicate with them on the Spark Network. All right, now for my version of the story. We had so much fun. It was an exhilarating experience. Bear Grylls style. I was like, you know, just sprawling up the mountain and climbing up waterfalls and cliffs and just this jungle-like environment. I felt like Indiana Jones and we, we came to a, what we thought was a summit and then we saw there was still a higher summit. So we went again and got to the top. It's just this, I mean, the bromance between us was, it was special. So refreshing. And we thought, oh, we better go back a different way because it's a bit sketchy the way we come. And so we started going down the hill. But all of a sudden, there was so much thorny bush. This, and so we had to climb under that. And, and there were some goats that I was a bit nervous about. But we, then a possum jumped out at me and started getting dark. And I'm like, uh oh. Uh, but do you know what? Having him there, not just trusting myself, I think that was what was so uh, enjoyable for me. Having a companion, having a friend, having a brother 
having someone who could download data on his phone to download a to go into the app store to get a, a torch. Uh, when it did become pitch black, that was, that was very helpful. So, <laughs> but we, we were so um, happy afterwards. It felt so satisfied. And I think life's a lot like that. Sometimes we don't know where we're going or, or what quite is happening or even if we're going around in circles However, having a friend, having someone with us is actually how we were designed to live. And uh, I was in a place that had never been explored before, but he saw that with me. And uh, we, we just were amazed that this is like, uh, this is areas that are unexplored, but we're enjoying this together. And I know that I was here and I know that you were, here, you were there and we actually um, gained a, a strong bond out of that. So now I feel like, you know, we should climb Mount Cook together. What do you reckon, Louise? So, and I know that our relationship with God, our shepherd, is actually the, the bond that our souls were designed for. That our souls weren't designed to be isolated or alone. Even Han Solo, that was the movie I watched on the plane, he had Chewbacca. So it wasn't just Solo, was it? It's like, yeah. I mean, Hans, he, he had, he had uh, Chewbacca with him the whole time, like just looking after him and guiding him, getting him out of trouble. And I know that our souls weren't designed to be living in a self-sufficient way, nor to trust in ourselves. And I think what is happening in today's day and age is that, Humanity has begun to trust themselves in a way that has become unhealthy for the soul because of information technology and smartphones, everything we have on our fingertips is a temptation for people to think, hey, I can figure this out myself. I can work through this. I can be the person who... um, comes to a conclusion and understanding. But what it can cause someone to do, the human soul to do, is to go inward further and further deep into a place where there is, is, um, you know, places of, of feeling lost, a sense of unknown, a sense of fear. Because humans were designed to live from the inside out. You know, when God made... Adam formed him out of the clay. He breathed into him and he became a living soul. And so every human being is designed to live in total dependency to that life of God, feeling them, renewing them every day, every step of the way. And it was the same for David. And I want to share with you three big reflections today that I feel restore our soul. And the first one is that when we trust in Him, we, we have, we're trusting in His goodness. We're trusting in His... Um, oh, get my phone. <laughs> trusting in His leadership. We're not so conscious of ourselves. Trusting in His leadership as the shepherd. We become so God conscious. We become so conscious of Him. And our soul was designed and formed to live in that way. So aware of the presence of God. 
And this is what David uh, was cultivating in his time in Bethlehem when he was looking after a little flock of sheep for his father in some back paddock, you know. He was becoming more aware of God as a worshipper. So for anyone here struggling with mental health this morning or struggling with emotional burnout, perhaps it's because you've begun to trust in yourself too much. You've gone too far in introspection in your soul when really we weren't designed to live in a way that was self-conscious, but to be God-conscious and so dependent on Him where we're constantly drawing from the life of who He is, drawing from that life-giving relationship of Him as our shepherd. David, the worshipper, starts off in such a place of uh, of dependency. And, and Graham Cook wrote a wonderful little devotion book called Dependency and Wonder. As soon as we have the position of dependency and we posture ourselves like a sheep, we think like a sheep, you know, we all of a sudden become so aware of Him and it's liberating. Hey, I, I'm a sheep right now. I'm totally dependent on God. It sounds weak and, and small, but all of a sudden the bigness of God surrounds your life and you feel totally surrounded that He is your protector and your provider. Yeah. That the shepherd is an ever-present help. He is there and, and, and you become aware of Him. You become more conscious of God. And like David, who even says in Psalm 27, O Lord, to You I lift up my soul. In You I trust, deliver me from my enemies. To You I lift up my soul. And I wanna encourage you this year, uh, Harvest Church, to be worshippers, to trust in Him that He indeed will lead you into His goodness. You can trust His leadership. You weren't designed to trust yourself to to follow your own leads. You you were designed to to follow His leads, to get into the Word even daily and, and and, and consider the written Word and let Him quicken that Word. And, and as, he, as He does that, you begin to um, hear His voice calling you and you get a word for what you need at that time, whatever you're going through. And uh, Jesus is the Good Shepherd and my sheep hear my voice. So the Spirit of God will quicken Scripture to you. He'll quicken things to you. You know, mo- most of the time God is speaking to me through, through His Word, through the, through the written Word that He quickens by His Spirit. And He leads me. The Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. He wants to lead you. And when I'm meditating on the Word, word, my soul, my heart, my mind, my will and emotions was designed for for Him to, to live on Him. Man can't live on bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, I live by Your Word. David meditated on the the, the Lord, didn't he? And, and he had a wonderful revelation because he could see the nature of God in the law. Your, your law is sweeter than honey, finer than gold. He loved the law, didn't he? So if you're, if you're trying to find your bearing today, if you're trying to find the reference points for your soul in this season, get into the Word, get into the Scripture, hear His voice in that way. Let the Holy Spirit then guide you and, and you go into the abundance 
or that He has for you. So today, trust the Word of God more than you trust your mind. Trust the Word of God. Have faith in His promises more than your feelings, more than how you feel, because we walk by faith, not by sight. And when you see the Scripture, you can see in the Spirit. And I see, I can see, but I want to see what He sees. I want to see what the shepherd sees. He's going to lead me into where the green pasture is. And when you think uh, shepherding in the Old Testament times around the Mediterranean, don't think farmland because the way they shepherded in the, in the ancient times, and I believe even to this day, as I was listening to um, a guy who's actually a tour guide uh, in, in um, Israel, he's talking about how the shepherds will actually lead them. And when he woke up out of his tent, he couldn't see green pastures, but he knew that this is what um, uh, is how they shepherded there in Israel. But he began to see that there were little green shoots shooting up from near the rocks because he thought, are these sheep eating rocks? <laughs> but they weren't. The shepherds had a skill of seeing and discerning whether the rain had fallen and where the moisture from the Mediterranean had come in um, from the west and condensate, con condensation had occurred in the rocks. And so little shoots have grown up in the, the, the shepherd would lead them up the mountain and the sheep would begin to eat and chew and find those places. And then, you know, the shepherd would lead them on. They'd stop and be able to go again. And that's how we can live our lives. Not trusting in ourselves, but trusting every day in Him. You know, I was in the airport and I just began to have that attitude and worship God. And in such a busy place, the hustle bustle of Melbourne, just becoming so conscious of God in that moment and enjoying Him, meditating on His goodness. I just began to say, become so strong, even after travelling so far with three children under the age of five. I mean, come on, guys, give me, some, give me a bit of, yeah. I, I just, thank you, thank you. Just worshipping Him in the airport. We, came, we got stuck in a lift, didn't we? And just being so happy. You know, he, this shepherd is in a good mood. He's filled with goodness. He is filled with goodness. So number one, trust in Him more than you trust in yourself. Trust His leadership. Number two, trust the goodness of God. Trust His righteousness. Today, I believe God is breaking off. He's going to be breaking off some mental illness today because some of you guys have been trusting and, and I can fall into this as well in my own righteousness. But 1 Corinthians shows that He has become our righteousness. Righteousness is a person. Christ is yours and you are His. He is your possession and you are His possession. You are with Him. Even you know, wherever you go, you can't be separated from Him. You know, Louise's brother was just trucking around with me. You know, keep, we were chatting away. I just couldn't, I, he, he wasn't stopping following me, uh, but probably because I was the one that was like <laughs> paving the way and through all the thorns. I had jeans on, you see, and he had shorts. So I was getting scraped up. It was, it was okay. It was fun. Don't feel sorry for me again. It's, I wasn't lost. I was having an adventure. And uh, <laughs> there we are together. Today, I want to encourage you that, you can trust the goodness of God. 
And the goodness of God encompasses all the attributes of who He is. His compassion, His mercy, His long, longevity, His long-suffering, His, 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 His righteousness, which He has given to you free of charge today, if you believe in Him. And He will lead you into paths of righteousness for His name's sake. This is His reputation at stake and He won't stop guiding you. Even if you get off track, even if you go a little astray, God will continue to lead you and shepherd your soul. Even your anxieties He will hold at bay. He'll bring you into those places of abundance, those pathways of righteousness you'll find. You know, the brain, when they map the brain, they see pathways, neurological pathways, don't they? This is what we see physically. When we understand that the, the soul is spiritual. The soul actually, the brain is a, actually an expression of what is happening in our soul. Because we do think with our soul. And when they look at someone's brain under the, the, um, the scanner, they can see what the neurological pathways look like. God wants us to have a healthy state of mind. He wants to restore our minds where we've had problems, where there's been issues. He, he wants you to have clear thought processes where you think in such a sh sharp way. He doesn't want us to be confused. And I wanna encourage you, if there's things that are haunting you right now, past sins, I wanna encourage you to trust in His righteousness. That He is the author of your salvation. I'm talking about a shepherd who lived as a human. He cried. He offered up prayers to His Father. He allowed the Father to lead Him. He knows what it is to be human. He, he was abandoned. He was betrayed. He suffered physical pain. He suffered emotional pain. He went to the cross. He died. He descended into dark places, but He rose again. And today He intercedes for you. He prays for you. He sent His Spirit to guide you and He understands you. He doesn't just see you on the outside. He's searching your heart and He's not going to stop um, until... He gets you to a place where your mind is free and liberated and healthy. Because, he's, because I want to tell you today, I want to encourage you, your spirit is a finished product. It's one with Him. And the emphasis is that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And your soul, that's a work in progress. The soul is a work in progress. Some of you, those paths of righteousness, if some... You've just done a bit of bush bashing through there, you know. I'm not a failure. I'm, 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 I can lift up my head high. I can strengthen my knees. I'm going to take this job on. I'm going to go for it, okay? That sort of thing. And the more we do that, the more we practice, we get habits. We see we meditate on His Word, on His promises, not trusting in ourselves, trusting in His righteousness, believing the power of the Gospel, letting it be faith, fact and experience, letting the Holy Spirit bring that agreeance into that. You begin to make that pathway a nice track or a trick, as they say in New Zealand. Then it becomes something that 
Roads can travel by. The other people can come through. You can pave the way for other people. And I'm telling you today, if you struggle with anxiety or struggle with depression, you're getting set up today because God's gonna move in your life and you're gonna lead others because of the way you've tracked through with the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, who's leading your soul into places which are gonna be, look so good. They're gonna look like the... Um, the Charlotte Sounds, the Queen Charlotte Sounds, your royalty, the Queen Scarlet Sounds, the Queen, your royalty, you're covered in the blood and you've got a sound mind. Come on, baby, that just came to me. Come on, someone give me something. You know, your mind is gonna look like a map that people wanna come on holiday to. Can I sit down? I wanna hear how you think. You think brilliantly. I wanna, I wanna encourage us. God is leading this community into into a place of wholeness. Marty and Karen have a, a calling to lead a community, lead others to a place of wholeness. That's, that's spiritual, that, that's the mind, that's, that's uh, physical as well. And uh, I wanna encourage you guys that we are building a culture for this. It's gonna take a bit of practice and effort, but let's build this culture of wholeness. And do, do you want it? Let's do it because it's about transformation transforming. And, and the word that I'm using today is restoration. He's going to restore you. Come on now. Come on now. There's some people in here that they've struggled in their minds, in their thinking, in their brain. They've been haunted. You're not a product of your genetics. The only genetics you've got is, is His his divine nature, His mind, the mind of Christ, the mind of the shepherd. You're gonna see what He sees and all He sees is goodness and greatness and life and abundance. Number two, trusting in His righteousness. We just break off self-righteousness right now. Whether it's self comes in the form of self-pity or holier than thou, we break off self-righteousness. Come on, I am righteous. Just say that out now. I am righteous. Come on. So good. Love it. Excellent. Number three, we trust in His goodness by trusting in Him as our protector. We're trusting in, in His, um, and I'll go to my notes. I'm not always uh, remembering. Um, it's trusting in His, in His protection. Excellent. I want to encourage you guys to surrender any sort of thing of self-preservation. You don't have to try and preserve yourself. You're, you're His little sheep today. You're someone that's in His flock. It's on Him. He's going to look after you. And I love that picture there that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's got yay there. I don't know if we say, I heard someone say, we don't, uh, you don't usually say yay when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. But do you know what? You can. Because when Saul was being pursued and persecuted by, sorry, when David was being pursued and persecuted by Saul, he was, he was experiencing close intimacy with God. And I encourage you, if you're feeling like you are in a dark place in your mind, and if, if what I'm saying feels beyond you, you know you can start today that He's with you in the darkness. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me even though I'm in a dark place. I wanna encourage you that you can trust in the goodness of God, even when you're in darkness. You can have a feast on His grace, that He's with you. And you know what? As you go through this uh, journey with Him, 
He's going to uh, restore you. You're going to come out of the darkness with a closer relationship with God. It's backfires on the enemy. If you feel, oh, I wish I've got a regret. You know, we asked Louise's dad, you're 50. Do you have any regrets? If you've got any regrets, know that God can actually turn that around and He's going to use it to make you even more mature to, to radiate who Christ is, the resurrected Christ, to express Christ. So this is good. Trusting in Him as the protector, trusting in Him that He's going to protect you. Wonder what you're about to go into, going, about to go into something new, a new adventure. He's going to be with you in that. He's going to protect you. You don't have to fear evil. So many of, um, uh, you know, people in the Western world, because they are smart, they're surrounded by so much media and had so much education, their mind can immediately divert the worst case scenario. What's going to happen now? And that, that's the way a lot of people's brains are thinking in such an analytical way nowadays. But you know what? You don't have to fear any evil. I'll fear no evil. I was there in the New Zealand bush with my brother-in-law and uh, how did we not have had his torch? We would have to sleep out in the, in the wild there. That would have been fun. But, uh, <laughs> but we didn't have to fear any evil. We did not have to uh, be concerned. And I want to encourage you today that if you've been struggling with that, I've got to try and protect myself. I'm not going to try that because I might look like a failure. Do you know that is called self-preservation? Oh, I'm not going to try that because... Other people might think this of me and that'll knock my ego. That's called self-preservation. Oh, but what, what about these people? I made some mistakes with them. There's been some relational issues. I'll fear no evil. And, and moreover, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. These situations in our lives that went wrong, that went pear-shaped, um, when we're sitting at the table, feasting on His goodness, meditating on Him, uh, we can think of those, those things that are actually around us that we've had, that they've been a learning experience for us to grow and mature in God. And He's used those things. He's used things that were adverse in our life to make us stronger, more close and more intimate with who He is, allowing our soul to be more one with Him because our spirit is one with Him and our, our soul is meant to move with Him and be effective with Him so that we're emotionally vital and our mind is, has so much um, uh, strength. So this is uh, where I'm going with that. I want to just invite the band to come up. That's all.